Hello and welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting where today I want to talk about traveling by car and preparing the kids to do so. So the big question is this, how are parents like us who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hey, welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to be talking about car travel. Uh, if you've listened to earlier podcasts, uh, one of the topics I had earlier was preparing your kids for a plane ride and one of the things was let's not throw off that routine and uh, communication 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 Uh, part of that's because you don't want to melt down during flight because your children uh, I, I think this is my guesstimate Most of us aren't really worried about the meltdowns. We're used to them in our own homes. Uh, I think it's the uncomfortableness of the meltdown amongst 100, 200, 300 strangers on the plane. The judgment we may get because our kids are uncomfortable and that just makes us uncomfortable, which doesn't serve the purpose, right? Kids sense emotion and if one of the emotions is like to be uncomfortable, nervous, it's just going to make our kids that much more. So, kid travel. Uh, Last week, two weeks ago, um, the older one was on uh, a Christmas break, not a Christmas break, uh, a winter break. Uh, So, we decided, we're in Georgia, we decided to go up to Tennessee, go to Pigeon Forge, do a couple of amusement parks, check out, uh, we went to Gatlinburg, which is Ripley's Believe It or Not. And, and a bunch of amusement parks and uh, and events, I will call. They're not really parks. Uh, around the same theme, all owned by Ripley's. And uh, it's a four and a half hour drive for our family. And my wife had this big, huge concern about when he napped, try to change his schedule uh, before we went driving. And I was like, "Uh, let's just keep the schedule. Let's not try to manipulate this. This could potentially backfire. So the plan was to leave on a Friday afternoon around 3 o'clock. That would get us to where our destination was around 8 o'clock with a quick uh, meal break. Uh, but this is preparation. Um, she figured he would nap around that time, get an hour or two in, um, because he's in the car, which that plan was executed to perfection. So the challenge was we didn't have any time to stop and eat and, you know, that threw off my schedule. I'm the type of person who likes to eat at the same time. And uh, we got to take the entire family into consideration. But I'm an adult. I can handle it. We had uh, snacks and dinner for uh, our seven-year-old. And my wife can just hold off. It's not important to her as long as the kids are okay. Uh, Ladies, you probably can relate to that. So preparation on food, nap time, 
the older one had his video game system uh, and was allowed once we made it to a highway, which the highway we needed to get on was 45 minutes away. Uh, he could have it for uh, sporadically during the drive. Uh, and then the wife and I just some tunes and, and we're good to go. So I, I remember thinking my wife's biggest challenge in this and, and ladies, you may be able to relate to this. We only really had one extended road trip with the baby and that extended road trip was about eight hours when he was about five months old. This is an entire year later, 17, 18 months at this point. And I was like, I don't think it's going to be the same scenario. It's half the time and it's uh, he's three times the age. We're good to go. He'll be fine. As long as we entertain him, bring his cars, bring his toys, bring his books. Loves books, by the way. I don't know jack about parenting people, but I know that do not hesitate to give a one-year-old a book and start reading to them because they will be familiar. And that's something we'll definitely talk about. If I haven't in a previous podcast, we'll, we'll come up. Uh, so get in the car. Things are going fine. Baby zonks out. Uh traveling well he gets back up we did stop for gas at that point there was a diaper change uh there was a snack break in there and some goldfish a, a fruit packet uh, kind of like a meal for him anyway uh, and we got up there and it was seamless the only challenge at this point is he slept so long in the car right it was way past his bedtime and he was still up and excited to be in a new space in the hotel room um I went out and grabbed the late dinner. Anyway, uh, for the family, brought her back to the room. So let's talk about the trip back. We were only there for a few days. And the trip back, I'm hesitant because schedules are thrown off. However, exhausted children, right? Gone around walking for days. Uh, I had well over 12,000 steps on my my apple watch so what does that mean that means they have much shorter steps so they probably did twice that amount of steps um and we do let the little one roam free so not that he doesn't have a stroller um but probably the stroller will be gone in less than a year as as that's what we did with the, the other one also um they need to they could go on the shoulders anyway I digress. Let's come back to the trip back. They're exhausted. They're ready to go. Uh, we get in the car. It was uh, mid-afternoon once again. The plan was to get back by 7.30, 8 o'clock. Um, and the baby was amazing. To, much to my surprise. But again, exhausted. Food. Clean diapers. Um, uh, conversation with his brother. His brother's kind of exhausted. But he slept for about two hours in the ride back. In the last two hours, because as soon as we got in the car, he fell asleep after we stopped for a meal. We started the trip on a meal, right? Fill his tummy, get his milk in his belly. He got in the car. It was nap time. And when he woke up, there was not one peep for the next two to two and a half hours on the way home as a matter of fact we kept thinking because we didn't change his diaper so we stopped and changed his diaper and our thought was man that may just disrupt the whole back end of this thing and we would know if it was a, a poopy one right so we got through it and got back home and i thought to myself 
what made this the way it was? Some of it, just pure dumb luck to really not get a peep out of him in a nine hour drive, four and a half hour up, four and a half hour back. And when I say not a peep, I think parents know that there was the occasional, "Ah!" but other than that, there was no extended cry. We're blessed to have, but I do believe that it's the preparation, leaving around his nap time, having the proper toys and books, talking to him. He loves music, putting music on that when he was up, we can deal with, right? We don't need adult music necessarily, but we played adult music also. And just being calm, I think being calm, talking to him in calm tones communicating uh, communicating change letting the 7 year old know hey this is what's going to be going on you may have to entertain your brother in the back uh, there's so much that goes into it that it's not just one thing and again in my book Be the Dad You Wish You Had 40 Lessons of Being a Powerful Dad uh, probably 6 or 7 lessons are in that road trip communicate change talk at eye level, change diapers, uh, and, and the psychology around why we're doing these things to comfort this child so that your time in the car is also comforting. You're going on vacation. You don't want to start it with three hours of a, a child crying and you're already exhausted before you even start your vacation. Um, the middle of the trip, I will tell you, was exceptional. We had a fantastic time. Uh, the only challenge was it rained a little bit and there was a convention where we were at was 12,000 students, uh, teenagers, oh my goodness, uh, everywhere. So there was lines to a lot of stuff. Uh, lunch lines were two hours long, uh, but you get through those things. So um, great trip, front to back. And um, a lot of it had to do with the fact that the trip to and from was a pleasant one because of us being prepared. So you don't have to know a lot about parenting in order to be prepared for a road trip. Prepare yourself, snacks, food, music, nap time, comfortability, communication, and things can and should go well. See you in the next episode. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, at bethedadyouwishyouhad.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to bethedadyouwishyouhad.com now and get it while it's free.